Welcome back to the show. If you want to have your say on anything that we've discussed on the show, you can. You can text in on 0487 736 736. We'd love to hear from you on the Bower and O'Day open line on 13 12 55. Well, of course, Australia's tour of New Zealand is ongoing. We swept them in the T20s. We've got two test matches to go. The first one starts at the Basin Reserve tomorrow. And you can join SEN Cricket for ball-by-ball commentary of that first test between New Zealand and Australia, live from the Basin. Coverage begins Thursday at 5 a.m. WA time, available across the SEN and SENZ network and the SEN-SENZ app. And Bryce McGain is a full book on test cricket, great leggy, of course, from Victoria and a couple of times for Australia. Bryce, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. And this is the most exciting part, I think, of the whole summer because... Australia, I think they've over-delivered. Well, the Test Series are over-delivered. Pakistan was riveting. Um, as much as we were probably anticipating it to be a bit of a fizzer, it was fantastic. West Indies was good, and we got a bit of a smack there in Sydney as well. So this is the cherry on top, I think, from the Test summer. And uh, I'm really excited to see how the Australian team go over in the New Zealand conditions because it's, it's been a challenge in the past. So... They like their seeming wickets, which means they'll probably prepare a seeming wicket. Every nation prepares a wicket that's conducive to to its bowling attack. How do you think the the wicket plays on the first couple of days? Yeah, I think it's going to be lively. And uh, if they don't do that, I'll be really disappointed from a New Zealand perspective. They've got to play to their trump card. And what what they're capable of uh, delivering out there is, is, is batsmen who can cope with it. There's none better in the world than Kane Williamson playing the moving ball, the seeming ball. He's absolutely outstanding, and and all those trade secrets have been shared also with with uh, all the New Zealand batsmen, and they're really capable in those conditions. Slower wickets that seem and the ball swinging, it's really hard work. So Australia traditionally haven't been good in those types of conditions. So it is going to be a, a serious challenge for that Australian batting lineup. So what makes Kane Williamson so good? What's the technical aspect of him? Do you think that enables him to play because? The moving ball, particularly delivered at the sort of speed the Aussie pacemen are going to bowl it, is no no easy thing. Yeah, look, that's a really good question because what he does, he plays the ball late, the ball comes to him. Very rarely will you see him punching the ball down the ground. Now, in Australia, we do that all the time. Full face, punch it down the ground, pace on the wicket, the ball comes onto the bat. It's easier to do that. With the moving ball, you're doing that, you're edging it, or you're missing the inside edge, your pads and the stumps are all in play as well. So what it means is that he's playing the ball later, he'll play the ball squarer of the wicket, particularly through the offside, and even wait so much that he just lets the ball and guides it away and running the ball down to third man on a moving ball. There's no one better than he to do that. So they're the types of things that he adapts to those conditions. Now, when he goes and plays in other conditions, he adapts his game accordingly. Australia, he does play with a full face and hit down the ground. But in those moving ball conditions, he sets his mind set to um, playing in that manner. And it works incredibly well. Anything short, he's really, really good at. Because if you're bowling short on a seaming wicket, you're giving away the advantage. So he nearly forces the bowlers to go back of a length and then he can really hop into them. And it's a formula there in their own way. The other New Zealand batsmen are doing it, but that is the formula to, to cope with a moving ball. Based on what you've just told me, Bryce, who do you expect to thrive in New Zealand test conditions from the Australian batting lineup, and who do you think may struggle? 
Yeah, look, at we've got a new batting lineup, really, with Steve Smith opening. We've got Cameron Green uh, in at number four. And, you know, it's been spoken about quite a lot uh, in that test series. And, you know, have we got the right solution there? Who knows? Um, I like it. Personally, I like what we're doing and, and, and giving that a go. And if it's reinvigorating Steve Smith, um, as much as we sort of go, oh, did it work, did it not? A lot of negative comments coming out in the public about it. Steve Smith averaged 60 as an opener. So uh, that's what he's been able to do out of the two tests that he's done that role. So it, it probably shows that he's capable of, of doing that. But the, I guess Steve Smith is the, the best problem solver we have in the lineup. Manus Labashane is not far behind in being able to do that the more aggressive types may find it a bit more of a challenge. So the guys like a Mitch Marsh who does stand tall and bangs the ball down the ground, it might be a bit of a challenge for those guys. So um, they'll need to adapt. All that information will be shared with them about how to successfully manoeuvre playing in these conditions. But they also need to play to their strengths a bit as well. You can't completely change your game that's been successful. So there's a balance between... You've got to manoeuvre everything to bat like somebody else other than we've got to have that positive mindset. Travis Head is another one that can adapt pretty well, but he he is a a go-at-all-cost type batsman at five. So it's going to be fascinating how it all unfolds. Um, I I can't wait for it. I'm really, really excited, Duff. It's a a big series for Cam Green, isn't it? He went back and played Sheffield Shield. He scored a ton in the second innings down in in Tasmania on a on a deck that got increasingly friendly as the game went on. Um, it's never quite materialised yet at test level. We all see the potential, and I think we all know the ability is there. Um, what do you want to see from him in this two-test series? Well, I think it does suit his batting as well, and I left him out of that conversation to delve in a bit deeper. I'm glad you asked the question because I think he has those those attributes to be really patient um, and because of his height, he has a bigger stride. So he can change and challenge the batsman's when he particularly uh, the, the bowler's length, particularly when he's playing forward. So he's a difficult guy to bowl to. You, and so uh, I think it, it, it can suit the way that he plays. He's very patient. He's very good technical. Uh, so I, I think it can set up really well for him. I'm, I, I think it's the right move for Australia in the future. Um, it's not going to be perfect all the time. And I think this is a good challenge early in that role, in that plum role at number four. Number six isn't his position. That is best suited to someone like a Mitch Marsh or a Travis Head that really pushes the game forward. Um, Cam Green at this stage in his test career isn't that player yet, but uh, I'm sure it will evolve over the years to come. Just one from left field a bit, Bryce. Has Cam Green's bowling progressed enough for you? And, And should they be doing more work on that? Just watching him... It feels like he comes on and, and bowls a bit of licorice all sorts and, you know, sort of some halfway down stuff. Uh, when I get the feeling he's a better bowler than that and potentially has a lot more to offer than that. Um, if he gets yes, to the bowl, bowling crease, what do you want to see from him there? I want to see him pitching the ball up because he's got the capability to move it at over 140 k's an hour and he's at his best. I've seen him bowling in shield games over 145, no question about it, when he's really up and going keep the ball up. We've used him in that role of, look, can you bash in four overs at bumpers? Um, you know, and it doesn't help him. It's not what he, he does best. And that ball coming up, that awkward, because he's re- obviously releasing from a tall height, but with the ball going up and the ability to move it, um, I, I think that really does suit him. Um, you know, he's taken a test Pfeiffer. He's made a test 100. 
this is one serious all-rounder that we're, you know, we want so much to happen in, in that 26 matches he's played. Um, you know, we probably haven't seen the best with him with the ball. His average is over 35, and I think that's indicative of those roles that he's had been forced to play. Get the ball up, get some reward, because uh, it, now he's batting at that number four. We're really trusting him to be Australia's version of Jacques Callis for the next uh, decade ahead. So let's get him to play that plum role. Let the other guys have to go in there and bowl the bumpers if that's Mitch Marsh or whatever it might be. Let them go and do those things. Let's give him the the the, the, the best opportunity to succeed. And um, certainly um, with the ball up, uh, that's where he's going to get his best results. What You a spinner yourself, Bryce. What role do you see the spinners playing in this test? Yeah, it's important over there. Slow wickets holding up an end. Um, Sometimes when there is, it is a bit tacky, there can be a bit of spin. But Nathan Lyon is so adaptable now, and he's going to play a critical role in holding it up. At times, he will be able to attack when they're on top, but then at times, he can really defend well and hold things up. And I think that's an important adaptability. You know, he's been superb, and he... He just seems to keep getting better. I know he had a little nick in his uh, calf that um, disrupted the Ashes campaign, but uh, it's great to see how he's come back. I think he's as fit as ever and uh, really looking forward to him uh, performing in in somewhat challenging conditions. But, uh, yeah, if it seems, it's been. So um, I'm, I'm sure he'll get his fair play at it. So given that our bowlers bowl at about 140 clicks, is, are these moving conditions going to suit them? Will they be more dangerous, you know, the guys like um, our big guns, our big pacemen, or do they need to be more like a Tim Southie has bowled so successfully for New Zealand and come off a bit and try and get the ball going sideways? Yeah, and I think that's where someone like a, a, a Scott Boland, if you're talking horses for courses, he's, he's probably around that 135, uh, it, now he can crank it up when he needs to, but he doesn't need to do that all the time. He bowls at sort of 80% and then he's got the ball that is a bit quicker. But he comes into the, the, the calculations here, I think, with that uh, that attack because he's so relentless. Um, it's not going to be Baz Ball played against him where his predictability was nearly his downfall because they could know that he's going to hit that spot and they'll reverse ramping him and doing all sorts of different things, which became a challenge in the Ashes. I think over there, New Zealand won't be playing that way. They'll be more conventional. And Scott Boland, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be number one vote from anyone in Sheffield Shield cricket for just working you over and working that forward defence over that knee roll length, uh, which he goes time and time again. Um, he could really come into calculations. They're perfect conditions for him. So he would be up the pecking order, even though we do have that, as you say, that, that over 140. We have firepower. Sometimes it is that more that ability to be so consistent um, that, that can be more of a challenge. Some big decisions to make for to make for George Bailey and Andrew McDonald and uh, and for Pat Cummins. It probably says a bit the bowlers that they have on their decks that have been so successful, isn't it? That probably tells you something about the way we possibly should go. Hey, have you been following the India England Test series much? And if you have, what have I you have made been. of that? It's been a fascinating yeah. series, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's nearly as exciting the cricket on the field as much as the banter off the field <laughs> and what's going on. Uh, England keeps saying that they're, they're the most unlucky team in the world. Lots yep, of moral they, victories they there, Bryce. Out, <laughs> lots of moral victories. Yep, they outplayed India once again, but unfortunately, no, they didn't win the Test match. No, <laughs> and so 
it's getting a little tiresome, I think. Um, look, there is a lot of positivity about the way that they're playing their game and, and how they're um, empowering each of the players there. They all feel in a really um, comfortable environment and they're very well supported to play in the manner in which they are. But is it bringing results for them? Time's going to tell, and time is telling, that it hasn't been that successful. So uh, it, it was going to be the big test over in India. Can they sustain it? Yeah, they certainly have played good cricket. It was a bit like the Ashes. Yeah, they played good cricket. Um, they challenged the opposition at times. They've won a test over there. Um, but, you know, India now are really flexing on top of them, and India showing their batting depth is just outrageous. Virat Kohli hasn't played this series and won't. Um, and, you know, and I've got other players that step in. Shubman Gill is a superstar of the game. Um, you know, they've just got this plethora of players that is just so impressive um, in their own conditions. It is a challenge for them when they go away, but uh, I've really thoroughly enjoyed it, not just in the least uh, that uh, England are losing, but the fact that the cricket's been such high quality. Bryce, thanks so much for joining us on the show. I think I agree with you. I think the Test Series coming up, between Australia and New Zealand is going to be a fascinating one. It's obviously for New Zealand is pretty much the Ashes. It's their big moments when they go up against the the, the big rivals from across the ditch, and uh, really look forward to it, uh, to uh, watching it and hearing it. You can uh, join SEN Cricket for ball by ball commentary of that first test between New Zealand and Australia. It's coming to you live from the Basin Reserve. Coverage begins Thursday at 5 a.m. WA time. It's available across the SEN and SENZ network and the SEN, SENZ app. Thank you, Bryce. No worries at all. Always a pleasure to catch up. Have a ripper day. That's Bryce McGain, and we'll be back after the break.